this is our first Thursday episode. I know, isn't that nuts? Right? Like, look so at us weird. go. You guys all got happy to hear October. me get scared. Yes, happy October. You guys all got to hear me get scared last week. That was a fun time. No, or not, not last week. week, on Tuesday. I met on Tuesday, and I'm literally, I'm <laughs> even, I'm, it, I know. I know. I know. I know what day it is. I just, I don't. Yeah pay attention to this shit it's fine i'll just i'll just so what are we talking about today today we're talking about the gainesville ripper Ooh. yes yes that's right applause applause who's this feller okay not a lot of people know this one and it's surprising to me because once you find out he sounds super spooky but again i don't know if it's because of the lack of like he doesn't have victims in the double digits he's well i guess he does mm-hmm. but um that doesn't come out to uh f- well spoilers okay um tell me about him let's just let's just yeah let's just talk about him so daniel harold rolling was the youngest of oh just kidding oldest <laughs> already <laughs> already right off the bat um of Perfect. two sons yes and he was born on may 26 1954 in shreveport louisiana to James, a Shreveport police officer. Is it Shreveport or Shreveport? It's Shreveport, right? I think it's Shreveport. Somebody that help sounds me. right. All right, tell me I'm wrong. Um, and James's wife, Claudia Rowling. Um, James was abusive. He abused Danny, Claudia, and Danny's younger brother, Kevin, constantly, and told Danny that he was unwanted from birth frequently that was like the claim to fame because james and claudia got married in 1953 when claudia was only 19 and james was disgusted when claudia got pregnant two weeks into their marriage wow so he got pissed that her shit was working i guess most of the time it's the other way around but no james doesn't know how good he has it but anyway so throughout the pregnancy because he was pissed that he did i guess he didn't want kids is what i was seeing in various places um Mm. regardless throughout the pregnancy james actually beat claudia so it's a wonder that danny actually even made it into the world but it's also no wonder like i mean that we like we've talked about other people have talked about he came into the world in hate but also people have talked about everybody talks about the head injuries and what effect that has on a person's psyche that's true and he's Mm -hmm. having that shit from like fucking fetus dumb so that's true yes um so yes so the first incident uh, incident of physical abuse towards danny when he was out of the womb um was when actually danny started crawling and james didn't like the way that his son was crawling towards him and beat him what a little twat like can we just like is this taxi driver That's like just i don't like how point. you're crawling towards me like fuck yeah. that he's a baby fuck that it's probably one of his first times he's just sitting there he's like i don't like how you crawl towards me it should be fucking left right not right left you motherfucker like i mean what what are, <sighs> I, I don't understand i don't understand but we're gonna get into a hell lot of i don't understand so that's yeah. fine he should be the i don't understand ripper but that's not as catchy as a name i guess Mm. um because james also believed this is this will probably come as a shock that hugging was sissy stuff and refused to hug his own son i know i know shocking checks out shocking i don't know if you dropped something or if you just like slammed your hand down for emphasis but i'm taking it 
I'm taking either one. Nah, I, I, I'm sitting on the floor, so... I mean, bitch, I'm There's gonna be the some floor. noises. We're not paid. We, we're sitting on the floor and we're gonna fucking like it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he hates hugging because he's a monster. Um, in another hugging, example, he hates crawling babies. Yeah, he and hates pregnant women. Oh, it gets worse. No, he hates a lot of things. Trust me. Um, like you would think, starting this story, that the Gainesville Ripper is gonna end up being James. Like it's that bullshit. <laughs> In another example of James's abuse, he considered this to be discipline, but he pinned Danny to the ground, handcuffed him, because remember, he's a cop, and then mm. had his co-workers, the police officers, take his son away. Why, Haley? Do you want to know why? Why? Because he was embarrassed by him. He was what? Embarrassed by him. Ugh. I know. Mm. So, yeah. Um, another example is when Danny was 12 years old and James beat him for not receiving a haircut for school. And he beat Danny with a belt buckle and shaved his head. And that Jesus. resulted in kids. Oh, it gets worse because that resulted in kids teasing him. And they called him names like Sasquatch and Bigfoot. Wow. So he's getting it from all sides. Not only are the kids mean, but his dad's a fucking dick. Yeah. Um and it just it and it just gets worse throughout his childhood. I this mean This is like textbook making of a serial killer. It, exactly. Exactly. Like he had no other alternative. Yeah. Um when Danny was a small child, this is this one was tough for me personally. Um probably also for Danny, but for me as well. Mm -hmm. Um James found a puppy while he was on the job and mm. brought the puppy home. I know. Mm. I know, but it's. I don't know that it's going where you think it's going. James constantly beat the dog. <gasps> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Danny was fond of the dog. He basically became attached to the dog as soon as James brought him home and was glad to have someone to confide in. He saw this dog as his best friend. So naturally, James yeah, had to fucking finally beat something the dog. with unconditional love. Exactly. Finally, something that is like he's got no friends. He's got a shitty dad. His mom is like an enabler because she would always leave and come back, leave and come back. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So James constantly beat the dog because, again, Danny can't have anything. Yeah. Um, and according to Danny and the neighbors, he just really like he gave it to Danny, he gave it to um, to to the dog, he gave it to Danny, he gave it to the dog. Like, he just, the two of them were just his punching bags. Yeah. And um, James later killed the dog by repeatedly torturing <gasps> it. Oh, it gets worse. Mm. And the dog died in Danny's arms. <gasps> I know. He was a little boy. If you tell and me his this puppy kid takes... If you tell me this kid takes a bullet to his dad's head, I'd be like, all right. Shut Let's let that up. one pass. Shut, shut the fuck up. Go away. Um, I hate you so much sometimes. Okay. Okay. Tag your spoilers. <laughs> Tag your spoilers. Um, I didn't read your you're outline. Not gonna I have understand. No clue you're not going to understand. Hold on to that. Hold on to that little tidbit. Okay. I'll, I'm holding on to it. Hold on to it with, for dear life. Um, so when Danny was in the third grade, Claudia, his mother, suffered from a nervous breakdown. Um, understandably so because her yeah. husband was awful. And Makes every sense. time she'd leave, he would call and beg and convince her to come home. Classic battered woman situation. Mm -hmm. um, 
So Danny failed the third grade repeatedly for missing school due to illnesses. And school counselors described Danny as, quote, suffering from an inferiority complex with aggressive tendencies and poor impulse control. Shocking. It was recommended. Yeah. yeah, It was recommended that Danny receive counseling, but he never did because his parents never took care of him. And Danny began to use his artistic talents that he shared with his mother to create a world of his own. Um, At one point, Claudia went to the hospital after claiming her husband tried to make her cut herself with a razor blade. Yeah. Um, She repeatedly tried to leave her husband, as I've said, but always ended up coming back. And Claudia later admitted in court that Danny was suffering from physical abuse at least once or twice a week at the hands of his father. Mm. One last little tidbit before we get into the rest of it. Also, Danny and his brother Kevin were not allowed to have birthdays or holidays. That's so weird. There's like, there's some religion where you're not allowed to celebrate birthdays. Is it the LDS church that you don't have a birthday? Is it LDS or Jehovah's Witnesses? I think it's Jehovah's Witnesses because... I don't know. There's somebody that's not allowed to have a birthday. I think I was just reading about, I think it might have actually been one of Danny Rowling's victims. Um, Somebody, I was just reading about her family she was murdered and her family doesn't like do like a memorial on the day that she died or anything like that because they don't believe in that stuff i'm pretty sure it's jehovah's witnesses somebody somebody yeah. correct me if i'm wrong yeah, that i makes was raised sense. catholic they don't, they don't celebrate any holidays i don't know if they don't celebrate any holidays i grew up with a kid in he went to my school i went to catholic school but he wasn't catholic i don't remember what he was and they didn't celebrate halloween yeah there's a there's a kid that um that my, my mom's a, a crossing guard by an elementary right. school and um she crosses like these kids and she's like i don't even want to say like happy anything to them anymore because yeah. every single time like she finds out that they don't celebrate don't something. celebrate yeah no that yeah. sucks um like i mean if it's something you grew up with i guess that's kind of more the norm then so it's not as bad yeah, but, but then still like it, yeah but if you're it, in a culture as somebody that's who like, does yeah that sucks yeah, and if you're in, like, like these kids are in classrooms with, like, people that are, like, they make little crafts and stuff for Christmas and Thanksgiving yeah. and stuff, and then these kids don't celebrate, and then they yeah. have, like, And also, what do their parents in... do with the crafts, then? That's what I really want to know. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, there's, uh, there's kids that bring in, like, cupcakes for their birthdays, and I'm sure they're like, well, why don't we do that? I mean, I guess you could find a way around it, though. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Um, But regardless. So, yeah, no holidays, no birthdays. Their father sucks. Um, Understandably, Mm. so given what we've all talked about, meaning you and me and everybody else, I guess, um, this unstable home life would cause pretty much anybody to act out. And Danny ended up being arrested several times for robberies in Georgia as a teenager and a young adult. And he mm-hmm. was even caught on multiple occasions spying on women getting dressed at home. Um, yeah, a little skeezy. At the age of 17, um, Danny threatened his father that if he did not sign him up for the Navy, he would run away from home for good. I don't get why his father did this. I don't get how his father was like, oh, don't want to lose him. Like, I that I don't yeah, understand. Right? But regardless, his father signed him up for the Navy. Um Danny, by this time, had dropped out of high school, but he had received his GED and he failed the enlistment test for the Navy, 
but went on to join the Air Force in Lackland Air Force Base in Texas. Um, mm -hmm. So he worked security, police, and strategic air command at Homestead AFB, Florida. And he eventually became Airman First Class Rolling and started doing lots of drugs, including acid, which mm -hmm. he tripped on over 100 times. Wow. That's going to burn a hole a in your brain. Acid. Yeah, that's a lot of acid. Um, at 18 years old. So this is all while he's still 17. Um, yeah, I bet also, his brain looks like way, Swiss cheese. Well, no, his brain doesn't really look like anything now, Haley, but we'll get into that. Um, oh, at 18 oh. years old. <laughs> tag your spoilers. <laughs> uh, you can tag yours. It's like you read this. Um, at 18 years old, Danny was locked up for a drug possession charge and for disobeying orders. He lost his stripe, which was like first class, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, not that I'm saying blah, 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 because I don't care. I'm saying blah, 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 because I have no idea. I just know he lost his yeah. stripe. Um, and he was diagnosed by a psychiatrist as having a personality disorder, which means it's he about was, time. Right. But you would think that that would be the end of it. But no, no, um, he's going to get a lot more diagnoses. Um, mm. So Danny was forced to leave the Air Force under honorable discharge. And after his discharge, he returned to Shreveport to live with his grandfather and found religion at a Pentecostal church. Um, Danny was baptized and became involved in many church activities. And he met a woman named Omatha Ann Halko, who he thought God gave to him. And the two got married and had a daughter together. Um, this was when Danny was like in his early 20s. Like he's not even like 20. Mm -hmm. He's barely of drinking age. Um, so Pentecostal's after Christian, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so after the birth of their daughter, Danny began to feel the pressure of working two jobs to support his family. And he started drinking mm -hmm. and smoking marijuana again. And mm -hmm. then he left the church and then he started acting so irrational that Omatha became afraid of him because he would threaten her life. Um, that's quite so, a name too. Yeah, I couldn't quite place where it came from. And honestly, I didn't really want to look up pictures of her or her daughter because their daughter, because more likely than not, they're still alive. This is a really pretty recent case. Oh, really? Um, yeah, we'll get into that. But um, like, generally speaking, it was relatively recent that all of this went down. But um, hmm. so... It, like 20 years ago maybe give or take okay yeah um so danny would put a gun to his wife's head when she said she was going to leave him he threatened to kill her and then at one point he threatened to kill her and her ex-boyfriend when he caught them having an affair um but instead Ooh. he oh yeah no but instead he beat up his wife and her boyfriend after she threatened to leave him and then he turned the gun on himself and after a lot of begging, Omatha was able to convince Danny to stop. Um, well, yeah, I, he learned from the best. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, it's, it's awful, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. Um, so, Omatha... Also, one thing that I read that I didn't put in here, Omatha at one point went to Danny's parents about the abuse and was like, I need to get out of oh, here God. and all this other stuff. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. You have no idea. James, his father, went to their house and put a knife to his throat and being like, you need to stop this shit now. <laughs> Hello, pot. This is Carol. Yeah, right? yeah. And also, 
convincing him by putting a knife to his throat isn't gonna like give him the message because it's kind of why we're here yeah, right um yeah but yeah that was a fun little morsel of information that i didn't like i didn't think Fight it was relevant until fire. i was talking about it exactly um so yes yeah, so omatha filed for separation and danny was devastated and within six months they were divorced and after that danny committed his first rape on a woman who resembled his ex-wife oh a little ted bundy action going on there oh you got no idea all right you really need to stop with these spoilers <laughs> <laughs> um you'd like you 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 should stop you really you should stop okay i won't um, i won't say anything i'll let you read no it. but you will no but you will and it'll be something else and i'll be like you know what Haley knows this story without I'm just even guessing. hearing it i'm making guesses i know and you're making very astute guesses it's almost like you co-host a true crime podcast it's um, almost like that it's almost like that so yeah so as an adult danny had trouble trying to assimilate into society shockingly and he had mm-hmm. a lot of run-ins with the law, shockingly. And he served mm-hmm. several stints in prison for armed robbery and had difficulty holding down a steady job. All of this is shocking to me. Um, I mean, I would think he'd just be an upstanding citizen. Like, you would think, given the way his life turned out and how he was raised. I mean, just all of it. So, yeah. Um, at one point, Danny was working as a waiter at Poncho's Restaurant in Shreveport. And remember that little that little morsel, that little tidbit, that little crumb that I asked you to hang on to? Yes. You still got it? Yeah, I'm thinking okay. of it. Okay. Um, so at one point he went to his father's house and he it was May nineteen ninety, and he attempted to murder his father during a family argument, in which his father mm-hmm. lost an eye and an ear. Well, great aim. Among things that Danny did to him, obviously, like, he beat him because lost an eye, lost an ear. But he also shot his father in the forehead and the stomach. Was it a twenty-two caliber? I have no idea. Gun? I have no idea. But just when you were like, he should shoot his dad in the head, I was like, fuck you, Haley. And his father lived. <laughs> All that rage, it kept him alive. Um. So, yeah. So, a month after that incident, so in june 1990 danny broke into the home of one michael kennedy who i have a friend named michael kennedy hello michael kennedy and um he stole two of michael's handguns and the identification papers of the deceased michael kennedy jr and it was at this point that danny's impersonation of kennedy began um this was used as an alias of his for a while and that was when he boarded a bus to Sarasota, Florida, and began to live his life as Michael Kennedy Jr. Um, mm. So then, a few months after that, in August of 1990, Danny murdered five students, one from Santa Fe College oh. and All four right. from the University of Florida. Yeah, just casual. Cash. Keeping it cash. Just um, cash. Yeah. That's another Ten Bundy connection, the, the Florida murders. The, the Florida college murders, girls. the college girls. Oh, it gets better. He mutilated his victims bodies and decapitated one of them and then would pose Mm -hmm. them sometimes using mirrors so that's kind of uh btk-ish it is very btk-ish um and i'm also getting little hints of ed kemper in here too he's like he's like a killer of all trades but, and um, didn't didn't like the kids call him sasquatch Sasquatch and and bigfoot that was one of the first things where i was like 
I don't know. I don't know. Not like, Kemper I think they were. He wasn't Kemper size. I think they were just calling him that because he looked like a freak. And like, you've got oh. a limited vocabulary as a child. Children are the most cruel beings out there because they have not yet learned what is too far That's and what is not far enough. That's the thing I'm sensitive enough. about. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it doesn't really matter so much what they say so much as how they say it and the fact that they can just tear mm-hmm. you to pieces like that's true um but so yeah um speaking of tearing to pieces in the early hours of the morning of friday august 24th rolling broke into an apartment shared by 17 year old university freshman sonia larson and christina powell finding powell asleep on the downstairs couch Rawling stood over her briefly, but did not wake her up and chose instead to explore the upstairs bedroom. I know, creepy enough, right? Um, Yeah. He chose instead to explore the upstairs bedroom where Larson was fast asleep. And Rowling murdered Larson by first taping her mouth shut to stifle her screams and then stabbing her to death. Cute. Yeah. She died while trying to fend him off because she's a badass bitch. And... Mm -hmm. Danny then went back downstairs, taped Powell's mouth shut, bound her wrists together behind her back, and threatened her with a knife as he cut her clothes off her. He then raped her, forced her face down onto the floor, and he stabbed her five times in the back. Oh, Jesus. Rolling then posed the bodies in sexually provocative positions and left the apartment. Gross. I know. It gets gets worse. Sorry. Um, the next day, on August 25th, which is a Saturday, Rowling broke into the apartment of 18-year-old Krista Hoyt by prying open a sliding glass door with a screwdriver and a K-bar, K-bar, K-A-B-A-R, all caps, knife. Um, and I looked it up. Okay. It's like a military knife, which makes sense because he was in the Air Force. And it looks like something that, like, fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme would be carrying around. Like, this this shit is, like... Well, shit. Like, it, it's very action Like, machete, machete-esque? It's, it's, all, it's, it's machete-esque by way of handle, but not of blade, if that makes sense. Like, it okay. looks like a regular right, knife, yeah. but then it's, like, got, like, this wrapped, funky handle. And, like, I don't know, man, like, knives. Um, but, yeah. So, he broke in... He found that Hoyt wasn't home, so he waited for her in the living room. Creepy. Like like a polite little house guest. So then at 11 a.m., Hoyt entered her apartment, and Rowling surprised her from behind and put her in a chokehold. After she'd been subdued... My actual nightmare. Yeah, right? No, I I have my pepper spray ready. Like, I'm always... I'm... I... mm -mm, mm Mm-mm. Um... I mean, yeah, you walk in into first. your no. <laughs> you like walk into your place and like you don't expect something like that. You don't have no. your pepper spray out like that. No, it's your safe place. Um, so Rawling, after she'd been subdued, taped her mouth shut, bound her wrists together, and led her into the bedroom, where, as he had done previously, cut the clothes from her body and raped her. Um, as he did in the Powell murder, he forced her face down, stabbed her in the back, rupturing her heart. And then he mm. decapitated the body and posed her on a shelf facing her head on a shelf facing the corpse. Wow. Yeah, he had a real feeling for the theatrics. So this is this is three people dead now? Three dead now in two days. 
Um, and by this time, the murders were getting so much like media attention and everything that, and this is where I got hints of Kemper. Many students were taking extra precautions, just like they did during his killing spree. And this included changing their daily routines and sleeping together in groups. And because the spree was happening so early in the fall semester, a lot of students actually withdrew their enrollment or transferred to other schools. Oh, wow. I know. So then the last murder took place on Saturday, the 25th. On Monday, August 27th, Rowling broke into the apartment of 23-year-olds Tracy Pauls and Manny Taboada. Taboda? T-A-B-O-A-D-A. Mm-hmm. Fucked that name up. Um, but he, again, just like he had done, pried open the glass door with the same tools once again. And Rowling found Manny asleep in one of the bedrooms. And after he struggled with the young man, he eventually killed him. Hearing this struggle, Pauls went down to Manny's bedroom and saw Rowling, and she attempted to barricade herself in her bedroom, but Rowling broke through the door, taped her mouth shut, um, tied her wrists behind her back or whatever, cut off her clothing, and raped her before turning her over and stabbing her three times in the back. Rowling, Jesus, that poor girl. I know. She And she fought. Like, oh, God. It's just, it's such a, it, it sucks. But, um, yeah. Rowling posed this is this is not interesting but like different he posed paul's body but he left taboada's manny whatever his name like i'm calling him manny because i don't want to butcher his name any more than he has been um it has been it has been um he posed paul's body but left manny's body in the same position it had been when he died so he only cared about women he only cared about women um, mm-hmm. And with the exception of Manny, all of the victims were women. They were petite Caucasian brunettes with brown eyes. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, which is also a little similar to Bundy. Um, yeah, very. Yeah. So although law enforcement initially had very few leads, police did identify two suspects, one of whom was a University of Florida student who had a history of mental illness and had a lot of scars on his face from a car accident. I don't know why that was seem, seen as relevant, but I figured just to make him was, look scarier, was, maybe. Yeah, if it was put out there, then I guess I should be putting it in here. Um, not going to put in the whole thing about like James threatening his son with a knife when he abused his wife, but I'm going to put in about this kid's scars. Um, so, yeah, so his photo was shown repeatedly by media outlets um and because he was and like the ideal image when mm-hmm. they were talking about the investigation and the murders and whatnot um and the authorities eventually publicly cleared him of all charges after rolling had been arrested and the other sub suspect who nobody really gave a shit about was also later cleared i shouldn't say that they gave a shit they just gave more of a shit about the guy that looked like a murderer um yeah so later on, on September 7th, 1990, Rowling was arrested in Ocala on a burglary, on, I can't speak, um, on a burglary <laughs> charge. And in the course of that investigation, his tools were matched to marks left at the Gainesville murder scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, a, once, a small one-man camp where he was living was in a wooded area located near the apartment complexes that were frequented by students, including those of the victims. 
And there, investigators discovered recordings Rowling had made of himself singing country songs that he had composed and audio diaries alluding to the crimes. Creepier. Um, Yeah, much creepier. Yeah. So in 1991... Need to find those recordings and post them. Right? Right? Well, wait. Well, wait. You you just keep coming at me with these little tidbits. I, I promise. Um, in 1991, Rowling was convicted of three Tampa burglaries and sentenced to three life terms plus 170 years. He was then wow. charged with five counts of murder in November 1991. Mm-hmm. Um, Rowling was brought to trial for the murders by Alachua County State Attorney Len Register. And this is nearly four years now after the murders have taken place. Um, okay. He claimed his motive was to become a, quote, superstar similar to Ted Bundy. Mm. Mm. So you're saying he sounds like Bundy. He was he had Bundy in mind. And that also makes sense about the female brunette type. I mean, again, I didn't look up what his wife looked like. Yeah, he just copied Bundy's M.O. Yeah. Um, Like the the instinct was there. The fury was there. The rage was there. The desire to kill was there. He was just like, hmm. But whoever do I go for? And it seemed so, like, he, and it, he had a much harder childhood than Bundy did. Oh, We're going to yeah. get to Bundy. I mean, yes, but also let's not forget Bundy found out that his mother was his sister. Don't spoil it. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, so, well, I mean, that's kind of common knowledge. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. We'll cut it out if need be. Um, Where are we here? Where am I? Oh. Um, also, while he was in custody, Rowling was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, and paraphilia, which is basically like a weird or atypical sexual interest. Um, hmm. Yes. So after Rowling was arrested, police. So we're going TBTing a little bit. Um, Police in Louisiana alerted the authorities in Florida to an unsolved triple murder in Shreveport, again, where Danny grew up, that happened Mm -hmm. on November 4th, 1989. Um, So about a year before he was charged with or two years before he was charged with murder. Um, And detectives noted that there were similarities between the Gainesville murders and those of 55 year old William Grissom, his 24 year old daughter, Julie, and his eight year old grandson, Sean. Uh, the family had been attacked in their home as they were preparing for dinner. Afterwards, Julie Grissom's body had been mutilated, cleaned, and posed. And although Gross. Rowling never officially investigate, confessed to investigators um, handling the Grissom case, he, at that time, I should say, he had written mm-hmm. about murders using information that only the killer would know. So he's only confessed so far to three murders in Florida. And they're saying... He ha- has he confessed to the ones in Louisiana? No. Well, if you look at what he's written about, it looks like he's done these two. So they're yeah. trying to get that confession out of him on top of that. Um, and the Shreveport police actually attained, obtained an open arrest warrant, but Rowling was never extradited to Louisiana to stand trial for the killings. Mm. Um, so in 1994, which was the year that I was born, hey hey um, before his trial could even get underway, Rowling unexpectedly pled guilty to all of the charges. And well subsequently, then. I know, look at you holding yourself accountable, you naughty little minx. Um, so then 
Florida State Attorney Rod Smith presented the penalty phase of the prosecution, and Rowling was sentenced to death on each count of murder. During his trial, Court TV conducted an interview with Rowling's mother from her home, during which his father could be heard shouting off camera. While mm-hmm. Rowling was in prison, he announced his engagement to Sandra London, who he had been pen pals with, I guess we'll say, and with whom okay. he later co-wrote the book Making of a Serial Killer, which is, again, funny because you keep bringing these things up and you're like, oh, this is like how you make a serial killer. Well, yes, Haley, he wrote a fucking book. Um, I, I promise I didn't read your outline. Like, I know you didn't read my outline because it was on my phone up until like, let's see, what time is it? 35 minutes ago but still but still a little spooky um this is our halloween episode because it's just spooky that you're reading my mind um or rather my notes um so yes rolling was sentenced to death on april 20th 1994 which was shortly before my due date and a little more yes he was sentenced on 420 oh that makes sense he used to blaze it smoke it's, it it's up. a sign of god <laughs> um he was executed not by marijuana but by lethal injection at florida state prison on october 25th 2006 and this was also after the u.s supreme court rejected a latch a last ditch appeal by rolling in march of 1997 um, i think so, that's also the the place where bundy died it might have been i don't know that i don't know I that's so. your that's your wheelhouse but we'll um, get to it yes i do know that like think about it's like i was saying this was recent he only died 12 years ago yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And he was like, I think he was like 50 something, 60 something. Like he wasn't that much older. Like if he was born yeah. in, I believe, 1954 and it was soon after his birthday. Somebody help me with math because I can't do it. No, uh, every 40, time we try to do math, it fucking doesn't work. 40. Wait, Damn. that can't that can't be right. That can't be right. No. That can't be right. No, because you know what? He was sentenced to death when he was 40. That's what it oh, is. Oh, okay. He was sentenced when he was 40. I was like, he didn't I, was like I know was I'm bad at math, but like, yeah, he was 52 when he died. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Rowling's last meal consisted of a lobster tail served with melted butter, butterfly shrimp with cocktail sauce, a baked potato with sour cream and butter, strawberry cheesecake, and sweet tea. So he had quite a little meal wow. for himself. I know, right? I guess. Um, Michael and I were talking about this the other day. What would you pick for your last meal if you had to pick? If you had to have a last meal? If I had to have a last meal? Yes. I mean, I guess you could be be... like, I don't want one, but like... Yeah. Um, Who doesn't fucking want a last meal? I can get like real specific? You can get real specific. Like, I got real specific. All right. I can go if you want. Oh, you already got it. a picture of Marg's. Yep, I knew. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> from uh, Fiesta Hut in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I oh, want... my grandma grew up in Rutherford. Really? Yeah. It's like my favorite Mexican place, but don't tell anyone because I don't want anyone to go there because I don't want it to be crowded. Everybody go there. So nobody go there. Um, but the best marks in, in ever. Um, I want just burritos and tacos just from an assortment of places that I want. Okay, so um, Del Taco, Taco Bell, uh, Jack I want in the a box. cheesy gordita crunch. I want, okay. <laughs> um, I want a burrito from Chipotle. I want a milkshake. 
oh, that brings what? all the boys to the yard exactly okay but one of those like big fuck off milkshakes oh like, yeah oh, that yeah. has like a whole cake on it oh yes oh yes um uh, yeah I, mexican food that pretty mexican much be my last meal okay. yeah what about you um i told michael and i i'm gonna try to list this in the order that i initially told him as i was talking about it because it shows a lot about my priorities chocolate okay, cake go. Like Good. the one, like the Matilda chocolate cake. Like I want goddamn chocolate cake. Um, Good. I want a bottle of Mountain Dew because Mountain Dew used to be my drug of oh. choice in college, and I gave it up when I realized that I, like, I couldn't. I like keep Code Red and, and Baja Blast. I like all of them. Like I don't need a choice. I used to like you probably knew this. When I was in college, I would have no less than three a day, and two of those would usually be before noon. Oof. I would I like if and if I didn't have at least like three a day, I would get the shakes. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, because I was going through fucking pumping. withdrawal. Well, sugar, <laughs> caffeine, like I think it's the most caffeinated beverage out there. I think so, yeah. Um besides like Red Bull and all that other bullshit. But I think um, it's the most caffeinated soda. Yes, yes. Um But so I want I want that. And then I said that I wanted Chinese food. Um just like mm, i want dumplings yes like dumplings and pork buns and fried rice with egg and fucking boneless spare ribs and just give me all of it like i mean you can fuck off with your orange chicken and your americanized shit i want like the real shit i um, want fried veggie dumplings i i want i want soup dumplings i want it all um and then i want a lobster tail and I, I want, want an entire chunk of parm cheese just to gnaw on. <laughs> and I, I want I want coconut shrimp. Um because okay. I just fucking love coconut shrimp. And I can like never have it because if you ever look up like how bad for you coconut shrimp is, it's pretty fucking bad for you. Um mm. but yeah. But it's your last meal. Go it is my last wild. meal. That's exactly my point. Yeah. Um chocolate ice cream, because sometimes the chocolate cake can get too like much like you need something to like it's true you need yeah. something to cut it with <laughs> you need something to cut it with so nothing better than chocolate ice cream um <laughs> if i have to pick i guess we'll do the like death by chocolate or whatever the fuck it is from ben and jerry's um just okay. don't just don't give me any of that like stop and shop zone bullshit because that's what my mom always used to buy and i was like this is freezer burnt but i'll still eat it um <laughs> stop and shop sponsor us after that glowing review um yeah yeah and yeah that's that's it and then my goal is to kind of just be like eating so constantly that they can't execute me <laughs> be like, wanna, oh, like, i'm not done my goal with the picture of margs is like i take what you my feel family it. finally calls marg naps <laughs> anytime i have more than like two margs i will I fall asleep i'm like a I narcoleptic know. with it <laughs> So if I have a whole picture to myself, I'll just fall asleep. They'll be like, is she already dead? No, she's sleeping. <laughs> I'm in a Marg coma. <laughs> is she still sleeping? Anyway, no, now she's dead. This, yeah. So after this that is, fun this little... This has gone off the rails. Um, it has it really, you should though. Tweet like, us, we've, we've learned a little bit about each other at this point. Yeah, and you should tweet us what your last meal would be. And be yes, as specific please. as possible. Get specific with us. Like, if you want to, like, craft a fucking menu, go for it. Like I appreciate. If you want Panera mac effort. and cheese in a bread bowl? You need to tell me that. Then you deserve that. to be executed. What? 
<laughs> you don't like cheese. I that's hate why. cheese. I hate cheese that's so much. Disgusting. Um, like cheese, snow, and spiders will all be in my personal hell. Um, Ugh. when I get when I get there, not if I get there, when. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, go on. So when asked if he had any final words prior to his execution. Witnesses said that Rowling sang a gospel song in which she repeated the line, none greater than thee, O Lord, as many of the relatives of his victims watched in the death chamber. Um, Again, something I didn't put in here, but that I remember just from reading the death chamber had, I believe, 30 people in it and 12. It was almost full and 12 people were relatives of his victims. So almost half of the people in there were relatives of his victims. Um, so yeah, and according to the Miami Herald, he continued to sing or speak in the windowed chamber after the microphone was cut. Never once did he mention sorrow or regret for his deadly Gainesville rampage 16 years ago that snuffed out five people, nor did he sing of the pain it caused or asked for forgiveness. Um, what a piece of trash human. Yeah, he just, well, I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't, so that well that well i mean was not in any way saying he wasn't but he did manage to give a little bit of closure after um or before i guess he died um he in a written statement made shortly before his execution confessed to the murders of the grissom family in shreveport that gentleman and his wife i mean and his daughter and grandson yeah that's the least he could do yeah um it was pretty obvious that he did it but yeah, he, right? they never were able to extradite him. They never were able to charge him or anything. Like so, at least they got that. Um, so yeah, um, it was revealed that two days prior to the Grissom family killings, Danny was fired from his job. Um, his boss claimed that he had missed three consecutive days of work, and when he was confronted about it, Danny exploded in a fit of rage and threatened to kill the manager and the cook. And this was, again, two days before the murders, so it was most likely the catalyst that led to them. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure that one out, but okay. No, that one's pretty... uh, Yeah, that one's pretty clear. Open shut. That one's pretty clear. Um, But yeah, so rolling to get into the pop culture side of it, has been the subject of several written works, but, and this is why I don't get why nobody knows him, Perhaps the most well-known is that his murders inspired screenwriter Kevin Williamson to pen the script of Wes Craven's 1996 slasher film, Scream, starring Nevi Campbell, Skeet Ulrich, um, who's currently just love of my life on Riverdale, um, Courtney Cox and David Arquette, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, like honest to God, like it's it's an it's a fantastic cast. It's an all star cast. But, um, yeah, isn't Drew Barrymore the girl at the very beginning Drew that dies Barrymore, immediately? Drew Barrymore is, and that was an allusion to, in Psycho, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, um, Janet Lee, yeah, was yeah, they, advertised. They the, the, yeah, mm-hmm. they advertised her as being, like, the lead in Psycho. Um, and she was killed within, I believe it was the first 30 minutes of the movie. And yeah, they did a and, similar and was, like, thing the with big Scream. Theme. Yeah, and that was mm-hmm. they did a similar thing with Scream in that Drew Barrymore received top billing. She was on the posters and everything. Like, if you Google the Rotten Tomatoes review, the poster that they use has her on it, and she's in the foreground. Um, And Mm -hmm. she was dead within, I believe it was the first five to ten minutes of the film. 
Yeah, because she's she's the one that like she's gets the, the phone first call victim. and the guy's yep. like, "Do you want? Do you like scary movies?" And yep. then uh, he crashes through the the yep. glass. Yep, you got Spoiler it. Spoiler alert! <laughs> I mean, it was it's over twenty years old. I think I think <laughs> it's an old enough movie. If Go you, watch it, it. Yeah, that's why you, I think you tried to preserve people for the psycho thing. I'm like, listen, that thing Turn is on like freeform right now. It's on. It's basically <laughs> your grandmother at this point. Like it's that yeah. old. Like if you don't know it, then I mean that's your own fault. But yeah. So speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, we were talking about that. The film has a 79 percent rating, which is pretty good for a slasher mm-hmm. film. Um. Yeah. And a critical consensus of horror icon Wes Craven's subversive destruction of the genre is sly, witty, and surprisingly effective as a slasher film itself, even if it's a little too cheeky for some. Um, it wasn't too I cheeky. I liked it. It was one of the first movies that um, really talked about the horror genre because right. everyone sat down in the room and they're like, okay we should split up no we can't do that that's what they do in the horror movies yep. and then yeah yeah so they the the ghost face kind of uh was like an encyclopedia of horror yeah. knowledge yeah no which and I, I won't spoil the entire sense. movie you can go see it but like uh you can go when see you find it out where? Who, where are we gonna go see it Haley? <laughs> fucking anywhere are we gonna get in our time machine it. and like go to like the megaplex and just Go to a friend's house. Go see this thing. But um, go to Haley's house. Go to that Mexican yeah, restaurant come. Haley loves and ask them to play. Let's it. do like a viewing. I would do that. I would totally do that. How That'd random would that be? Everyone come to Fiesta Hut and then we do a viewing would, of Scream. I would. I would fly in for that. That'd I be would, fucking hilarious. I would love that. Um, but so yeah. So a lot of people liked the movie. Um, it went on to inspire multiple sequels, a series on MTV of the same name. Um, I never saw it. Did you? I never saw it, but I know that the beginning, I believe, because I it was one of those things where I was like, I'm going to watch this. And as with every scary movie and scary show, I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, like, <laughs> I love American Horror Story. I think I've said this before. I have to wait until they go on Netflix so that I can pause, walk away, regroup, and then come back like every 10 minutes. Yes. Um, I'm, uh, I'm slowly, but surely getting better. And sometimes it'll be only 15 minutes until I need to pause. But for the most part, I'm, I'm terrified of everything. As you guys heard in the last episode, um, Mm -hmm. even, even deer scare me. Um, not on purpose, but, um, but yeah. And then obviously as we, we kind of touched upon the infamous ghost face mask, was it's a halloween staple like name one person you ever see that you ever see that one that like um the kid that had like money in elementary school got that like it had the, the pump blood. and then the blood yeah <laughs> you didn't even have to that was, finish take a like, shot every time you see somebody with that mask in yeah like, <laughs> in like yeah. the early 2000s no absolutely um this isn't this isn't quite related oh no i guess it is um i the first time i watched this movie i actually was babysitting (laughs) and they had it on mtv great idea awful idea it gets worse um it was around halloween obviously and the parents were somewhere and to this day the dad denies that he did this and i'm i'm so positive about it that like you have no idea, but um, Mr. and Mrs. Healy, if you're listening, hello, I love your children still. 
Um, but so I was I was very much afraid of the movie. I was getting very spooked by it, but I was too mm-hmm. proud, I guess, to turn it off. And I figured, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? Well, the worst that's going to happen is that the dad of the kids I was watching, there was a so I was sitting on the couch watching the TV. The couch was against one wall to my left. There was another wall that the couch was pushed up against. And then if I was sitting straight forward on the couch and not watching TV, there's a big bay window. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm seated in such a way that I'm half facing the window, half facing the TV. And he fucking pops up out of nowhere in the window with a wild ass look on his face and oh, I have a heart attack. I, I'm not kidding you. I scaled the fucking wall. It was a brick wall and I shot <laughs> up that goddamn thing. Um, and so the, and he and the worst part is he claims not to remember, but he was laughing when he came inside. <laughs> and and yeah, no, if he was a, he, if he was a killer, like I, I'm not saying I wouldn't defend the kids, but those kids would definitely be dead by now because I'm about as useless as I don't know what. Like, I just no no good yeah um but so yeah um in 2013 yeah in 2013 um the tv documentary series the real story featured an episode on scream the movie um it aired july 28th 2013 and it tells the story of the rollings murders in graphic detail in addition to explaining how they inspired the film um, that's pretty cool right like the fact that it's become such a mainstay in pop culture that yeah there there are documentaries being made about movies that were inspired by these murders that nobody knows about um does scream have at the very beginning based on a true story i don't know I, because I, the, you know how some movies have that bullshit like based on true story but it's like vaguely 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 based on something yeah i mean because these were vaguely 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 based like they just kind of yeah. inspired them to be written mm-hmm. um so i don't know i don't think so but i haven't seen the movie in so long that i wouldn't be able to tell you that's true um, yeah i haven't seen it in a while yeah but we're gonna have that viewing party at the fiesta place that's so, true like, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll so get we'll the dates to you yeah we'll see it soon um that'll be our first live show it'll be a live viewing of everybody watching scream and me just crying um yeah so yeah um good times um other examples of rolling's effect on pop culture include a 2007 independent film entitled the gainesville ripper which was actually shot in the gainesville and jacksonville florida areas and is based on the accounts of the killings. Um, the An episode of the court TV show Body of Evidence from the case files of Dale Hinman talks about the killings. And an episode of Forensic Factor entitled Killing Spree, which originally aired on Discovery Channel Canada and was rebroadcast in America on the Science Channel um wow there's so there's were, like a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff which is again why i'm like listen like why the fuck does nobody know this um That's rolling true, was yeah. also the subject of a 2010 episode of cold blood and briefly mentioned in a 2012 episode did i say 2012 episode of cold blood yes all right that's a 2010 episode of cold blood and a 2012 episode of motives and murders which was titled not again 
And also in a 2015 episode of Nightmare Next Door, which was entitled Daylight Abduction, like a little Agatha Christie novel. Mm. Yes. Um, Very interesting. And then he wrote that book, right? He wrote the book with his, like, fiance, Sandra. Um, okay. And we'll get into a little bit of, like, what he, because, like, Ed Kemper and other killers, Rowling did contribute to a bit of the pop culture surrounding his crimes himself. Um, mm -hmm. But one quick, one last one. Most recently, the 2017 book Drifter by Christine Lennon is also based on the 1990 Gainesville murders. Um, Very interesting. Yes. And those will all be up on the Goodreads and on, on the website and everything. But um, yeah. so like I said about Rowling, so while he was on death row at Florida State Prison, he wrote songs and poems and drew pictures, and his works have been referred to as an example of murderabilia, which, for those of you who can't figure it out, is murder memorabilia smashed together. Um, mm -hmm. And as for the victims, there is a memorial dedicated to the five students that were murdered by Rowling on the 34th Street Wall in Gainesville, Florida, and it was first painted in 1990. Wow. Yeah. So that's Very it. Interesting stuff. Yeah, that's the Gainesville Ripper, Danny Rowling, that nobody seems to know, but everybody knows the movie he inspired. And yeah. the series. And probably a couple books. Not just the books that like he did inspire, but there's probably also books about Scream out there. And yeah. just yeah. yeah, very true. Yeah, fucking Ghostface Man. But yeah. That's Radical. it. Oh, I don't know if you guys can hear thunder. Oh, I can hear it. There's, there's a I'm storm here. I'm jealous. We were driving to pick up Chinese food because, again, last meal. Um, and that was like two nights ago. And there was, you could see in the mountains, because <laughs> we're in California, we don't get rain here. But um, you could see in the mountains, because there's a hurricane off the coast of Baja right now, just huge flashes of lightning. And I was like, Whoa. yo. It was so pretty to watch. I almost veered off the road. That's pretty um, crazy. Oh, it was gorgeous. But yeah. All right, then. Yeah. Um, I was going to so say, you want to play us episode. out? Yeah, this is our Thursday episode. So uh, come back on Tuesday. Tuesday. We got some fun stuff. Tuesday. We got Tuesday. some fun stuff coming. I wanted to give a shout out to... Who was this beautiful Me? human being? Oh, um, our space gay friend? <laughs> yes. It's at Star Wars Nerd with two Ds. Yes. Um, who, I love your username. I, too, am a Star Wars nerd. Yes. Um, so obviously we pre-recorded the last episode, so we couldn't give a shout out then. But I wanted to give you a shout out now because yes. um, we talked about how um, Ed Kemper was a combination of, of Ted Bundy, Bundy and, and Bigfoot. Sasquatch. Yep. Yeah. And uh, at Star Wars Nerd sent us a tweet that said that they, they couldn't get Bigfoot to combine, but... Um, combined Kemper and Bundy and it's fucking hilarious and if anyone else that wants baby to do, has like, like a six head it's great I know it's got a 35 like, I, la head. I, I laughed <laughs> easily for like 10 minutes it was so great if anyone else wants to take like two pictures of serial killers and combine them I want to see what these I want to like, see what little, all of their babies would look like I want to see these little murder babies so like yes. keep tweeting us because it's yes. fucking hilarious and I love it please do like just god please yeah so that's that's that but yeah. 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 
So uh, check us out on the website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. Yes, ma'am. For all of our links to our social medias and our email at uh, crimeculturepod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Right? That's everything, Rate, review, yeah. subscribe. Yep. I'm sorry if I'm really echoey. I just moved into a new apartment and it's very it's, empty. I'm so proud. Eee. Yeah, it's very echoey in here. So, yeah, uh, we got to put some shit up. So all it's the better. Not as bad anymore. All the better for people to hear you get murdered. It's true. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. It's been a fun time. Yes, it has. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Yes. See you next Tuesday. 